Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Southeast Wisconsin has some of the best high school and college athletes in the country. How did they get their start? Where did they begin their journey? It's time to talk about some of the best youth sports programs in the area. 15% this is the Youth Sports Show, brought to you by Allstate Insurance. Are you in good hands? Let's turn it over to the fans' high school insider, big time, Mike McGivern. Welcome to the Youth Sports Show, brought to you by Allstate Insurance on 1250 AM. The Fan, I'm Mike McGivern, and, and thinking about today's show and who to uh, to bring in. You know, there's a number of uh, youth programs in this area that uh, that we have not had on this show. And we've been doing this a long time. But things change all the time. And, and there's a number of guys that, that I can reach out to and say, hey, let's, let's highlight, celebrate uh, what you guys are doing. But I started thinking about the days that I was coaching AAU basketball with my son Matthew and some of the kids from this area. And how much fun we had, you know, traveling around, went to Disney World, we went to, you know, a number of places to go and play. And and now these guys that I coached back then are older. I mean, Matthew, my son turned 30. He's got a little one-year-old, little Liam Michael McGivern, who's, he's got doing drills in the living room with with a little basketball. It's quite fun, by the way. Um, but I started thinking, and when I run into these guys, they don't talk about, hey, coach, do you remember when we won this tournament here and we won this tournament here and you know, how well we did at Nationals at Disney World. They talk about one-day tournaments or two-day where we, we went to, you know, Indiana, played a bunch of games, and then went to a hotel, and they threw kids in a pool. But they don't – it's not all about how well we did in tournaments. It's about that that the friendships and how fun they had hanging out and getting pizzas and trying to sneak out of their room and that kind of stuff. And so I reached out uh, – I was looking around, and I reached out – to the guys that run a, um, a company called One Day Shootouts. And it's OneDayShootouts.com. And able to get a hold of Ray Glassman, who is the founder of One Day Shootouts. And we talked on the phone for about 45 minutes. And I said, Ray, you need to come on. And we'll spend the hour talking about One Day Shootouts. So the founder of this company is Ray Glassman. Ray, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, Mike. Thank you. Hey, Ray, after our conversation, I realized you and I have quite a bit in common. And there's a lot of things we don't have in common. When it, you know, when it comes to uh, uh, putting schedules together and, and, and your background and my background, I have a hard enough time turning my laptop on. And that part for you is, has been perfect. And you've married this love for youth sports 
and what you used to do for a living and you put these two together and it's been a really good combination for you. Yeah, it's been great. First, first, thanks for having me on today because uh, it was it was a pleasure to talk to you the other day. We do have a lot in common. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I was in the software industry for 20, 20 years. I don't know if you want me to start with an overall story, but my no, my I, I children, do. My children um, had a passion for basketball, and I started to coach them. And I have a passion for basketball as well. And as I started to look at the community and the basketball community and the tournaments were out there, I thought. Boy, coming from a software background, everything seems more difficult than it should be, and there has to be a better way to do things. So I kind of did marry my love of software and my love of basketball together. Uh, we created our own software platform now and and uh, came up with an idea to run one-day shootouts, which is, is just an idea for kids to come out and play basketball in one day um, because – I'm a believer, you know, when you get older, you need to be seen by college coaches and you need to go to some of those higher level profile um, events, evaluation events and so forth. But at the youth level, I believe that kids are there for, for one reason. And, and I call it, uh, there's our mantra is participate, appreciate and evaluate. It only takes two, two or three games for kids to participate, two to three games for parents to appreciate and two to three games for a coach to evaluate and then get back in the gym. Let's work on our weaknesses, get better. But you don't need five or six games in a weekend. Um, so that was kind of the reason we came up with the, the one-day shootouts format. Brad, I got to tell you, when, when we used to travel to some of these, and even if it was to, you know, Rockford, Illinois, and then back, they, they would have us, you know, we're coming from Milwaukee. And, and so we're, you know, hour and a half, two hours away. They would schedule us to play one game on Friday night, an early game on Saturday, a game at four o'clock on Saturday, and then at you know nine o'clock Sunday morning. It made no sense to me, and you know it used to be kind of fun right when we first started out. But then as we started playing in these, I would I would look into those, and then say I'd call the guy and say, look, if if you want us in. You know, you have to shorten it. Give me three games on Saturday, and if I've got to come back on Sunday, but take away the Friday night game because we're just traveling that whole time. We're not going to stay in Rockford, Illinois, get hotels. That's just too expensive for our parents, and we're not going to do that. And these guys would go, ah, yeah, we're not going to be able to do that. They, they wouldn't. They wouldn't try to switch around a little bit to get a team from Milwaukee to come up. And a team that, I have to tell you, in third, fourth, fifth, sixth grade, we were really good. And so for us to be able to go to these, um, I, I would just turn them down. And I, I'm not going to have my parents do that. So what you've come up with, and I love what you talk about, participate, evaluate, and appreciate. And the other part of that is, you know what, train, practice, play, relax, repeat. And I really like that line a lot. You know what? We train. Let's go practice. Let's play. Relax a little bit and then repeat. And as we get back to the training and practice, we'll be able to identify some weaknesses and quickly get back into the gym to improve skills. And, and that's what you have on, on your website. Again, as we talk with Ray throughout the, throughout the entire hour today, OneDayShootouts.com. They run one-day shootouts in Wisconsin, Illinois, Iowa, Indiana, I see Texas. Is that is that true? Yeah, we, we dipped our toe into Texas um, about a year ago, and we had very good success. 
And then uh, one of the facilities we were using was doing a remodel. So they're remodeling their, their facility right now, and they're about to reopen again. So we'll, uh, we'll head back to Texas. So that, that is actually a, a very – it's a great market for competitive basketball. Wow, good good for you guys. Hey, how long has, has One Day Shootouts – when did you found uh, – when did you put this together? When did you start? Okay, well, I started running tournaments about 14 years ago. And I started out running two-day events um, because I, I, I was like you. I was a, I was a victim of the, the system that was in place. And, and you described all the things that drove me crazy, the Friday night games. And then I realized, I, I hate to see this, but it's, it's all about the gate. A lot of these tournament providers, they want to get uh, you know, the, the, the money at the gate on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So they drag it out over three days. Uh, so I started with two-day tournaments because I thought that was the right thing to do. And then the more I get into it and the more I, I hated the multi-day events. And it's not that I – I think there's a place for them, and I do. We run occasional two-day events, and I think the exposure events and those types of events are wonderful. And they're wonderful for kids to, to travel, to put a travel trip together, to go to another state, get the hotel rooms, and enjoy themselves. But a steady diet of one-day tournaments is really what I saw. So I put that together about – uh, eight years ago, I started running one-day shootouts, and I was just doing it kind of off the cuff on a, on a Saturday. You know, you could come in, play three games, and go home, and it just kind of exploded. Uh, you know, I, I, I started out with about 1,000 teams, then it was 3,000, then 6,000, and we did about 12,000 teams last year. Wow. And I, and I think it's because people, again, they want to come. Kids are so much... It seems like kids are even more busy these days than they ever have been. And they're multi-sports athletes, which I'm a big believer in. And if they can play one day and get their basketball skills in, and, it, and one day it's perfect and they go off and, like you said, either relax, focus on another sport, uh, have, have dinner with the family. Right. You know, those types of things I think are very important. And when I was running, when I was coaching, I could get the local high school for practice time on Sundays. Well, if I'm playing in a two-day tournament, now I'm not practicing. I'm losing a day of practice, which, again, kind of goes, uh, goes against the grain. So I thought, okay, we'll play one day, we'll practice the next. And that's kind of how it all got started eight years ago. Hey, what facilities here in Wisconsin? I think you're down in the Kenosha area, uh, Pleasant Prairie area. Uh, Craig, what facilities do you, are you able to use here in the state of Wisconsin? Yeah, we're just across the border. We're, I think it's the first exit. It's called the Rectplex in Pleasant Prairie. Right. And then I think it's two more exits uh, in, into Kenosha, the Boys and Girls Club. And they've both been wonderful to us, and, it, and it's in its great locations, very, very nice facilities. So we have a nice re- relationship with both of them. And we're pretty much year-round at those facilities when we can be, but they do in the winter they have their own programs and, and uh, some volleyball clubs, so we have to work around other programming, but... We try to be there as much as possible. Have when you started this and you started looking to come um, up into Wisconsin. Now you're an Illinois guy. Did you think about coming farther in, closer to Milwaukee, or is Kenosha and Pleasant Prairie as far as you're going to come? Uh, no, I'd love to move higher up into the state. In fact, uh, we're looking at a uh, facility. I haven't even contacted them yet, but it's the Champion Center in Appleton. Okay, uh, that's a great, great area for basketball. I've also talked to a, a facility in Madison, Wisconsin, just outside of Madison. So we would like to push higher up into the state. Um, but it's just, it's been a, one of the things I, I had to do was balance the software versus expansion. 
Sure. If I had the software done correctly, I can expand anywhere and still control the quality. And we just we kind of just finished our software platform about oh I would say about a year ago, and we were really going to test it strong last spring, but then COVID hit and we couldn't do that. But uh, we've got a phenomenal software platform now ready to go. So the expansion is the next kind of the next phase for our business. We are talking with Ray Glassman again, founder of One Day Shootouts. Um, it's youth basketball, boys and girls, all the way up uh, to, to high school age kids. And if you get a chance, if you're a basketball guy, a parent, um, a coach, somebody that runs, you know, an AAU or a club, and you just want to get kids a chance to play, OneDayShootouts.com. If you don't know about these guys, take a look at them. But, uh, do what I did and, and, and call the number. And I can tell you that I talked to, I think it was Frank for about 20 minutes. And, and uh, he's a good ambassador uh, for one day shootouts. I know he hasn't been with you all that long, but man, he sure knew a lot about what you guys do and what the mission statement of one day shootouts is. And, and he just a really good young guy that was, you know, introducing me to this company. And I, I thought, man, this is perfect. This we needed this back about 20 years ago. And so I'm a little mad at you, Ray. I know 20 years ago, if I, if I talked to you and I said, hey, let me tell you what you're going to be doing in 20 years, you just shook your head and said, you're out of your mind. I'm not getting yeah. involved in that stuff. But boy, he has taken this idea and, and made this company. And again, you heard it, 3,000 teams that he's worked with. Um, last thing before we get to a break, a buddy of mine, a really good friend of mine, uh, owns um, Center Court out in Waukesha. And oh, sure. I think they have five courts out there and, and he, you know, he utilizes that facility. There's some volleyball and some basketball leagues and stuff that play. But, you know, if you're interested in meeting Brian Staffeld, you let me know and I'll, I'll pass along his phone number to you or I can do the same for him. But um, he is out in Waukesha, which is just west of, of Milwaukee a little bit. And he's got a nice facility and he, him and, Boy, him and his family doing a great job running that facility. So let's let's get to a break. Other side of the break, we'll continue our conversation with Ray Glassman, again, founder of One Day Shootouts. And if you go on their website, uh, take a look at all the tournaments that are available here in Wisconsin and throughout the Midwest. And again, I think it's important that you understand, you know, who they are and what they're about, and and go to the map where they have the the uh, Wisconsin, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, and Texas on it, and read the bottom of that where he talks about participate, evaluate, appreciate, and then play today, relax tomorrow, which I think is really, really important. And I, I just, uh, I don't know him personally, but after talking with Ray a, a couple of times now, I would trust that if I'm the coach and I want to take my kids to a, to a one-day tournament down in Kenosha and get them three games he will talk to you about the timing on it. He's not going to have you to get there, you know, on a Sunday at 8 a.m. And your second game's at 3 o'clock and your next game is at, you know, 9.30 that night. That's not what this guy does. So take a look at that website. Again, onedayshootouts.com. This is the Youth Sports Show brought to you by Allstate Insurance on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Youth Sports Show, brought to you by Allstate Insurance on 1250 AM, The Fan. I am Mike McGivern, talking with Ray Glassman. He's the founder of One Day Shootouts. 
So before we went to a break, Ray, I talked about, look, you're not going to have a team come in at 9, play again at 3, and again at 9.30 that night. And your your goal, and I think you accomplished this you know, more times than not, all, all teams play three games in five hours on the same day. That's kind of the goal, correct? That, yeah, absolutely. That's the goal. We, we started out with set times. If you said, uh, I'd like to play in the morning, we'd set you up to play at 9, 11, and 1, or 10, 12, and 2. And then we have an afternoon session as well. So we, it, it's all about trying to accommodate the family schedule and, and get kids in the gym. And they can get their work in and still have a day. And I think that's the key to all of this. Yeah, I agree. You know, I got a text uh, during the break uh, from one of these guys that I coached. And he is uh, he's a grown man now and he's married. And, and he said, Coach, do you remember the Rising Stars story? And, you know, I had kind of forgotten about it. We were playing uh, in a tournament. I think this was one in Rockford, to be honest with you. And we had beaten the Rising Stars out of Chicago, had two teams in this tournament. And we beat one pretty handily in the semifinals. And we were supposed to play the, the other team in the finals. And their coach came up to me and said, look, we, you know, we split our talent. And he was kind of like saying, look, we, that's the reason that you're having success against us. We split our talent. And at that point, Ray, we had won a lot of tournaments. And to be honest with you, I, I had no interest in winning another tournament by 25 or 30 points and then driving home. And I said, well, you can, if you want to just put the best nine or 10 or whatever you want together between the two, that would be okay. And my kids were like, coach, what are you doing? And I said, well... Yeah. You want another? You want another medal? It's fine. We have enough medals. Let's play a good team. And their coach said, "You really want to do that?" I said, "Sure. Yeah. You, if you want, I don't think you want that." I said, "No, it'd be okay. I honestly just pick whoever you want and and let's play." And so my parents weren't real happy. Uh, the players weren't real happy. We ended up winning by three in a really good game, right? I mean, it was one of those games in youth basketball where both teams were were good, talented kids, and we just happened to hit a couple more shots down the stretch. And that's so these kids now, you know, they're grown men, and they talk about that part of it, not about winning, but coach, what were you thinking? And I'm like, man, we're, who cares if we win another trophy by 25 points? Let's play good basketball. And that's what we did. And, you know, win or lose, I didn't really care all that much at that point. I think early on I did, Ray. How do you deal with, you know, um, that that third or fourth grade coach that that thinks he's coaching for the NCAA championship? Yeah. Oh, boy, that's that's tough to unpack right there. Yeah. Um, I I think there's a number of things. I think you brought up a great point, which is kids kids remember, they don't remember every game. They remember the special games. And the special games are when they either beat a team that should have been better than them or they came together as a club and, you know, challenged a, a team that, again, on paper was much better or, you know, you just proved that you were the better team. And that's, that's the thing that kids remember. And in this, when I, again, we have 12,000 teams that come through our program and, wow. and we allow them to rate themselves. Are you a, a, a developing team, a medium team, or a strong team? But that, that's all relative. Teams don't really know where they are. They might say they're a strong team, come out, and uh, they don't understand what a strong team really is. Or they say they're a developing team, and they sandbag a little, and they're trying to win by 25 points. Right. Um, one of the nice things is that we, I'm a very analytical guy on the same side, so I put a lot of 
the scores and everything. We store the scores and the average points per game in our software, and there's a whole history of who beats who you beat and who beats you. Oh, so man. when you come into play now, you might say you're a strong team. We can look at that history, and our software tells us no. It tells us exactly where to schedule you. So, so there's, cool. there's, you know, I think that's been uh, tremendous for our company because, you know, day one you could fool us once by saying you're a developing team and beat everyone by 25, but the next time you play with us, guess what? You're playing with the big boys or the big girls, and you're playing the tough teams. Hey, did you have more teams, uh, more boy, boys teams or girls teams? And, and I, it's interesting, and I'll let you answer that, but I, it's interesting to me that it seems like on the girls' side, it's, it's, it's developing and there's more teams. I don't know if they're better teams because I think, you know, 10 years ago, it would just be these, these girls that really had a passion for it. And now I think it's growing but I don't know if, if, if the girls have gotten to the point development-wise where the boys are. Yeah, uh, actually, I've been involved with – I actually started the tournaments as girls' tournaments, believe it or not. Okay. I have three kids. My, my oldest was a girl that played basketball, so I started the tournaments when, when she was playing. And then I had a, a pom-pom girl and a dancer, and she wouldn't let me coach that. <laughs> no, so, no. And then my, my son was the youngest, and he was a basketball player. So it worked out kind of well. You know, I, I was probably one of the few parents that could go to the game and watch a child play basketball and then enjoy the halftime show with the dancer. Um, but I started, so since I started with girls, what happened was, as my business has grown, I'm a 60-40 split. 60% of the teams that come to us are boys, 40% are girls. Wow. That's, and it, that's yeah. really, that's healthy. Yeah, it's, it's great. And, and I really, I enjoy both sides of the game. You know, um, the boys might be a little quicker, faster, but the girls fundamentally sound. And it's just, it's tremendous to watch both styles of play. So, yeah, it's about a 60-40 split. You know, Ray, I, I, 36 years I coached basketball, three years when I was at a small Christian school called Calvary Baptist in Menominee Falls, my son talked me into coaching the girls' team as well because they didn't have a coach. And what I realized quickly in that, that experience was though when they were outside the lines, it was very social for the girls, but, boy, they came to practice hard every single day. They, I mean, once practice started, these girls got after it where the boys would pick their spots. You know, we don't have a game for three days. I don't really need to go hard today. Tomorrow I'll go kind of hard. The day before that big game, I'm going to go really hard and try to get more playing time. But the girls came, they, they practiced hard every single day. And it, it's a whole different game to coach, I think. Oh, different game to coach and different different players. Um, I always I always talk about, you know, when you show a new move in practice, you show it for the first time, a boy will try it the next game. A girl, yes. you won't see it for three to four months. I know. So she's got it perfect. <laughs> but when you see it, she does it absolutely perfect. I, and, uh, I, I could not agree with you more. My son would sit and watch. We'd watch a basketball game, and he was a true point guard. Right, That's what he was. And we would watch these point guards, and one would, you know, make a move, and he would, we'd back it up and watch it again, and back it up and watch it again, and back it up, and then he'd go in the basement or whatever, or we'd be at practice, and he'd say, "Okay, I'm ready. I'm, I'm gonna remember that move that so and so, yeah, watch this." And in that game, he would do that, 
And you're right, the girls, it would take them a while. What's really funny, when I was coaching out at Calvary Baptist, um, the girls' team hadn't won. They'd won just a couple of games in, in, in a few years, and, and they were some decent players. But anytime another team went man-to-man, they just shut down. They said, Coach, we, we're horrible at this. And I tried to put in a flex, and they couldn't get it. It was bad. And I called a friend of mine, Dave Markson, who had uh, coached girls basketball for a long time. He said, Mike, you can't get, have them go station to station. It's got to be motion. you got to put in a simple wheel. Just put in a wheel and watch what happens. And sure enough, the next time this girl, uh, girls team went, man, we, we put a wheel in. We scored six straight trips down the floor. They took a timeout, and, and this team looked at me like, what just happened? I go, what? They said, that worked. And I said, yes, it did work. I, I enjoyed I enjoyed in a different way those uh, coaching those girls' teams. Hey, do you um, – is it is it the younger age groups? And let's talk about that part of, of one-day shootouts. And go to onedayshootouts.com if, if you're a parent, a grandparent, um, a coach, somebody who is trying to find places – for kids in this area to be able to get um, some some games in again one day shootouts.com and trust me when you when you click on locations and click on Wisconsin you're gonna see I'm telling you there are tournaments in fact he's looking for an 11 12 uh, grade wise 11 12 girls t- team to play tomorrow uh, in Pleasant Prairie, the price, it's zero right now because he needs a team. That's a last-minute opening. But look at the Veterans Day shootout. Um, look at uh, the Turkey shootout in November. There is so much going on that if you want to play and you're coaching a girls' team or a boys' team, again, onedayshootouts.com. Look in Wisconsin. Look in Indiana. Illinois, you're going to want to skip right now because they're not playing any games there. But here in Wisconsin, you can still play. Let's talk about the age groups, Ray. Okay. When do you, well, what, what um, age do you start and, and um, what, uh, do, you, do you do two, t- two ages together, like the 11th, 12th um, grade, third and fourth grade, things like that? Yeah, I'll, I'll kind of, uh, I'll start with a little bit of history. When I first started with this, we started at the fourth grade with the lowest grade level, and it was really sixth grade for girls. Okay. Over the years, that keeps getting moved down every year. So we're down to second grade for boys, and really we're starting to get calls for third grade teams for girls. That's so awesome. So it, it gets younger and younger every year. Now you look at Indiana, they've had first grade tournaments for the last five years. So wow. it seems like Indiana started a little a little bit earlier. Um, but as, as these teams have progressed through the years, uh, one of the things we allowed them to do is put in split grades. Because there might be a team, uh, a junior high team. At some of the parochial schools, you might have a 7th, 8th grade team. And it, it's 50-50, 7th graders and 8th graders, but they have to sign as a, up as 8th grade. But when they sign up as 7th, 8th, then we know what their roster consists of so we can get them better, even better matchups. My, my whole, what I'm always focused on is teams, when they come, they want the best matchups possible. You don't want to win by 25. You don't want to lose by 25. And if you can right. prevent that by giving them a good matchup. So that's one of the things we focus on in the software, as well as trying to figure out the best thing about the team as far as their, their, the way their roster is composed. That's why we allow the split roster or split grade. Boy, I, I'd like that um, a lot. And even if there's not one in the state of Wisconsin that, that you want to go to, look, they have games, uh, when, when you look at Illinois, when they get back to playing, 
you know, Waukegan is right over the border. That is a it is an hour and a half. You know, if you want to go to to, to um, a little bit into Illinois, if you can't get into Waukegan, one, uh, it's an easy drive. I've I've done those drives and and easy to do. And then look at Indiana. You know, we used to go to Spice all the time, and we'd spend the weekend there and 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 get a hotel. And and the parents would do what the parents do, and the kids would hang out by the pool or you know, whatever. And it was really fun. And, and these kids, again, still talk about, about that part of it. Hey, let's get to a break. Other side of the break, Ray, I'm going to ask you um, the lessons that these kids learn playing youth sports, I think, and, and we had this conversation. They, they don't know they're learning these lessons, but it's incredible the lessons that they learn. And you're giving these kids and these parents and these coaches a chance to do that quite a bit. And again, OneDayShootouts.com. His name is Ray Glassman. He's the founder of One Day Shootouts. And again, I would recommend OneDayShootouts.com. And just take a look at some of the things that they offer, their mission statements, some of the, the what the rules are. And I think if, if you're a basketball coach, you're going to enjoy some of the things that they're offering. Again, OneDayShootouts.com. This is the U Sports Show, brought to you by Allstate Insurance on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Youth Sports Show, brought to you by Allstate Insurance on 1250 AM. The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, and we're joined again by Ray Glassman, founder of One Day Shootouts. Ray, I got a, a text from a, a coach that I know that um, said, "Hey, I'm driving, and I shouldn't be texting, but what is the cost on these tournaments?" And looking, it looks like uh, $139 is kind of your your cost on almost everything. Yeah, we've. Um... We've had to change the cost because of the virus. So we were, and the structure, we were offering three games for $199, and that was where you sat every other hour. Uh, but just in the last few months since we reopened in a lot of states, we went to a two-game format. It's not exactly the format we want, but uh, parents want to get in, watch the games, and get out of the building. So what we did yes. is we're doing two games for $139. You might come in at 10 o'clock, and you might play back-to-back. You play at 10 you play an 11, and you're gone. And then we quickly sanitize the score clocks and everything, and then the next group comes in. So that's kind of the reason we're doing two games right now is keep everything safe and uh, operable. Because I tell everyone, we're playing basketball right now, and if we do a good job, we're going to have a good winter and spring season. If we screw this up, <laughs> we may not have that. So let's, right. let's uh, abide by the rules right now, and then we can get back to the three-game format. Hey, Ray, how hard is it um, to find uh, referees right now? Um, it's, it's not difficult. Um, I think it's because a lot of the referees and the, you know, the, the park district games and the high schools aren't playing, so some of the best referees are available right now. And I, I'm fortunate and blessed to have one of the best designers in the industry. He signed some of the major conferences here in Illinois. Uh, so he's got his finger on the pulse of about probably 500 different referees and they want to work, too, and, and they're in varying situations. You know, I have some that actually ref in a mask or in a shield, and they'll come in, and we put uh, sanitizer on the scorer's table so they can sanitize after each game. Uh, but it is, it's a tricky environment right now, but like everyone else, uh, they view themselves as essential workers because they love the game. They, they do. And, and one of the complaints I remember back, 
you know, again, a long time ago was we would we would travel to, to, to tournaments and, you know, we thought, boy, this is a big tournament. We'd get there and they'd, you know, our kids were maybe fifth grade and they'd have a sophomore in high school, um, you know, roughing by himself and two sixth grade kids trying to do the score clock and the book. And boy, I'll tell you what, that would be one of the more frustrating parts other than the scheduling part would be for us to go someplace, pay a lot of money because we're, we're thinking it's a big tournament only to find out that they, they took no time, you know, in, in as far as finding decent referees in that area or having people capable of doing the score clock in the book. Do you guys take care of that, or do you ask parents from teams to do the book and the score clock? Yeah, um, we, we, we ask that um, each team provide someone to work the clock and someone to work the book. And I, quote, and I think, look, quote, as a coach, I would prefer that because I know I've got either parents or an assistant coach that are going to pay attention and, and, and hit the clock, turn it off when it's supposed to be turned off, you know, make sure the score is correct, rather than sixth grade kids that are looking at girls and trying to get a soda between, you know, timeouts and stuff. So I would prefer that, to be honest with you, Ray. Yeah, and it, it's worked out well. We, we don't get many complaints about that. Um, it's you know, we ask that it's a responsible adult, and if there's one from each team, they can check each other's work throughout the game. So it's so far so good. Hey, um, how many employees do you have at one, for with one day shootouts? Um, we're a small company. I have the two best employees. You mentioned Frank, and then Lucas just celebrated uh, his seven year anniversary yesterday with the company. So it's just the two of us, and then uh, two of them, and then myself, and then I have the assigner. But when you look at the weekends, we probably have 25 to 30 people working part-time every weekend. Right. And and those people, um, those are the game day employees. They're the ones that have to deal with the issues, uh, you know, the, the unhappy coach, oh. the one, you know, the, the one-point game, and it was the referee's fault, or, or or something happened. So they're 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 just a gift to our company. The people that work on weekends, they uh, they're I call them all directors of first impression because they're the ones that are out there in in the uh, they heat a battle each and every week, but they do a phenomenal job. Do, and then do you we have this? Employ, we probably employ I, I, 150 to 200 referees every weekend. Right. Do you have the same kind of group of people? Um, and I'm sure it changes off from year to year, but do you try to keep the same people in each of the locations that you have? So if I'm going, you know, to, to Kenosha and I've been there two or three times, that I'm going to kind of know the, some of the people that are going to be working there for you? Uh, yeah. Um, we try we try and move them around so that they can see different locations. Uh, but it is nice when they're there each and every week. They can build a rapport with our customers. They can, you know, it's, it's all about relationships. Um, it's, if something that's not going right, they understand and they can, they can talk them through the issue and we can adjust it the next week. And when it's going well, they get, they get the praise. But it's, uh, we try and move them around, but we do have a great staff, and it's really been pretty consistent over the years. You know, um, we have all, and all the coaches that are listening to this, we have all been part of where, you know, some guy, you know, over a cup of coffee or a beer decides, hey, we should run a tournament. Let's do a tournament. <laughs> let's do this. And, you know, let's use it as a fundraiser. And, and we've all been part of that. This is a whole different animal. 
This is a business, and Ray has a business model, and when you hear him talk about the software and the first impression people and you know all of the things that he's talking about, this is his business, and, and you know he, he treats it like a business, and I think that that's only going to help when you, when you decide to sign up and you go to OneDayShootouts.com and you decide to sign up for the Pleasant Prairie one over Thanksgiving, November 28th, that Saturday or the 29th on Sunday at the Recplex or in Kenosha, you, you can feel really comfortable and confident that when you get your team down there and you're going to play back-to-back games at you know 10 o'clock and 11 o'clock, that when you get there at 9.30, that everything's going to be set. For the most part, you're going to be ready to go. Let's go play. You don't have to worry about all that other stuff that as coaches we, we've had to you know, throughout the years because we have been burned so many times. You get to the gym and you're scheduled to play at 10 o'clock and all of a sudden they said, sorry, we, we didn't call you, but you're not playing till 2. And you know that kind of stuff happened to me all the time. And not only would I get ticked off, but my point guard's mom would get ticked off, who was my wife, and then some of the other parents. <laughs> And it, it just got to be a little bit uh, a little bit difficult. Hey, before we get to a break, we got a couple of minutes on this. And and you coached uh, both your daughter and your son, correct? Yes. So we had that conversation the other day, and I'll tell you what: the, your daughter, who was on the pom pom team and the dance team, might be the best athlete in the family. I'm just telling you because she practices harder and longer than any of my basketball teams. I didn't know that, Ray, until I started doing this youth sports show. And I've got out of my comfort zone a little bit. You know, baseball, basketball, football, I'm okay with. But you get into dance and you get into hockey and lacrosse. I don't know much about that. But I had a dance group on and she started talking about how much they practice and how hard they work, and I've gained a tremendous amount of respect for that child that you have. Because, again, she might be the best athlete out of the bunch. But coaching our kids, um, I found it to be really rewarding. There are a lot of guys that that would go the opposite way and say, look, we really struggled. My son and I or my daughter and I really struggled through that. How did that go with you guys? Oh, I'm sorry, what was that? How did that go with you yeah, the, how did that go with coaching your your uh, your daughter in basketball and your son in basketball? How was that within the family dynamic for you? Um, overall positive. You know, I think you have the, the peaks and valleys. Um, I would never have it any other way. I um, one of the things that I look back at my life and say uh, that my fondest memory was po- coaching my children and coaching their friends. I think it was it was just great. I think we put together. Um, and, and it's hard because as they grow older, um, I also coached with a, a good friend of mine, Mark, and his son played out in team as well. And we kind of made a pact as our children grew older and they got into seventh, eighth grade. I said, uh, Mark, you're going to criticize my son and I'm going to criticize your son. <laughs> right. <laughs> we're we're going to coach each other's son because I think they're at a level now where they're tired of hearing their father's voice. Um, you know, and you, and you do have those, you know, you want to see your, your children succeed. I was fortunate that, you know, um, both my son and my daughter ended up being starting point guards as freshmen on varsity in high school. Wow. And that's not a testament to their athleticism. That's a testament to their work ethic. So they worked hard enough where I didn't really have to, um, I didn't have to push them as hard. Uh, so that I, w- I was fortunate in that regard, uh, that they loved the game. 
and they wanted to work hard on their own. They worked just as hard outside of the gym than they did inside the gym with me. So that made it much easier. Um, but, you know, again, it's something that uh, it takes up a lot of time. Like you said, you're on the road a lot. You're in the, you're in the gym a lot, but it's, it's uh, very, very rewarding. You know, I um, before I retired from coaching basketball, I, I dragged my wife into gyms for 36 years in Wintertown. And the three years that I coached our son in, in, in high school, if you ask her, she would tell you that those were the three best years to be a coach's wife. And it wasn't always great. You know, in, in AAU, I, we had a better point guard than he was. And she would get a little upset and some other players would say, look, you're putting in all this time. You, you need to get him more time. And I said, look, all he has to do is be even with this other point guard. And then he wins because he's my boy. He's my son. But until he gets <laughs> to that point, I, I'm sure he's coming off the bench. And then I realized some of these guys were saying this because my son was a, a, a he was a pass first kid where he would get in the gap and kick. And the other kid was was probably a shoot first kid, and so now my, my now these parents are saying you should play your son more because he got their kid the ball a little bit more. And I just started laughing, thinking that well, of course I know why you're saying this, but I, I was probably harder on my son um, than I was other kids, and I thought that that's how I had to do this. Yeah, that's the hard part as a father. You're usually harder on your own children. Um, and you just, uh, you know, I, I've sat down with him several times since then and just said, I, I, I hope we still have a positive relationship after all that. And, and that's, that's just rhetoric. I know I do. I, I have a great relationship with them throughout the experience. But it is. You do have those challenging days. Um, but, again, I'd never give it up. And no, you know, you know what's funny, Ray, is when Matthew went and played in college, he went to play some Watertown, Wisconsin, called Maranatha Baptist Bible College, Division Three. And there were games where that gym would be packed. And with two minutes to go in warm-ups, my wife would go, are you moving or am I? And she would never sit next to me during games because she said I didn't cheer correctly, right? And I don't really know what that means, but that's okay. But I'd be at the top of the bleachers in a packed gym. And I would say something, and my son would look at me. And I thought, man, he didn't hear that. And after the game, he would be like, really? Are you going to knock down a shot tonight? And I go, you heard that? He'd go, Dad, I can't hear my coach, but I am so in tune with your voice from you yelling at me through all those years. Yes, I can hear everything you say. So be careful what you say up there. And I'd be like, you got to be kidding. I got to mumble up here. So it was really fun. Ray, we got to get to a break. Other side of the break, again, Ray Glassman. He's the founder of One Day Shootouts. And and look, if you listen to what he is saying, you know he's he's one of us, man. He's one of us that's just tried to introduce a game that he loved to his kids. He coached his kids, and then he found a need, and he has filled that need. Go to OneDayShootouts.com. Take a look at some of the things. If you're coaching you know, kids from third grade on, boys and girls, um, and you're looking for a place for, for you guys to go and play a couple of games, he gives you that opportunity in a big way, not only in Kenosha, but um, certainly Pleasant Prairie. And then once uh, Illinois opens up um, right over the border, you've got a lot of opportunities. He's looking to expand a little bit more in the state of Wisconsin. And when that happens, we'll have him back on uh, to talk about those as well. Again, he is Ray Glassman, founder of One Day Shootouts. This is the U Sports Show, brought to you by Allstate Insurance on 1250 AM, The Fan. 
Welcome back to the Youth Sports Show brought to you by Allstate Insurance on 1250 AM. The Fan, I'm Mike McGivern. Boy, this has been a quick hour. Ray Glassman, the founder of One Day Shootouts. Again, they are uh, onedayshootouts.com. Youth basketball all the way to high school basketball tournaments. Two-day games. You get you get two two games, 139 bucks. And, I again, I just really like the idea behind this thing where go out Get a chance to play a little bit and then get back in the gym and get better. And that's kind of the idea behind these things. And they give you an opportunity to get in the car, drive 35, 40 minutes and, and play two good quality games. And, and they'll find out at what level you are. If, if, if uh, again, you try to sandbag them, you'll sandbag them one time, but you're not going to get them a second time. I can tell you that. Hey, Ray, when you started this company, what kept you up at night? Oh, boy. Um having enough teams and, and creating the right schedule that people would be happy with. Um, that's, that's the one thing that kept me up at night. It's just, it's really, it's like, uh, it's like throwing a wedding for a couple thousand people every weekend. You have to make sure that the, that the people sitting at the table are going to get along. And yeah, it's, uh, it's a big production each and every weekend. If, if you talk to our, you know, Frank or Luke in our office, they, they focus on making sure that schedule's perfect, and, and that's what keeps them up at night is making sure people are happy. Boy, I, that, have that, comment, I have to comment real quick on the, what we were talking about right before we went to break. Yes, you bet. I think, I think, I think our wives would have both been sitting down low and kicked both of us up to the upper edges of the bleachers. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Ray, you and I would be hanging out together. We'd be best friends at this point, and we'd be looking at our wives like, what do you mean we don't cheer correctly? Come on. <laughs> Yeah, it, it you know I would laugh so hard sometimes when she would just look at me and and she could hear me at times too and and I just uh, I'll tell you really a quick story. He set a, a school record uh, for assists the middle of his junior year, and uh, Matthew is is not like me at all. He wants no attention, just wants to go about his business, do his deal, and so this was like a, what we thought a secret between the two of us, and I I called him the morning of that game and I said hey three to tie. Four to be the all-time lean assist guy. And, and I said, at three, give me a look in the bleachers. At four, give me a fist pump and move on. Well, at four, the, the refs blew the whistle. And he thought it was a timeout. And the PA announcer said, hey, we just had a school record broken. And, and Ray, if he had bullets in his eyeballs, he would have shot me. Because he thought I told somebody. I said, Man, I didn't tell anybody. Come on. So it, pretty, pretty special. Ray Glassman, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And I'm going to get keep in contact with you because there's a number of things that I'm going to talk to you about on, on future shows. And one being, you know, how you run these tournaments from where you are and, and some of the problems maybe that guys like me cause you. And then coaching our kids, I think, is one that I'm going to do here in the next few weeks. And I may reach out to you for that as well. One day tournaments.com one day shootout excuse me one day shootouts.com one day shootouts.com ray glassman thank you sir have a good weekend mike thanks so much for the opportunity today i i, I love to talk basketball and, and if i can leave anybody everybody with one thought that we talked about the other day you know on the back of our business card there's a quote by james naismith and it says it's not what the player does with the ball that is important it's what the ball does for the player and i think that's what this whole game is about and and you know, I think we all have to remember that, and, and we all love the game, and let's see these kids improve. So thank you for the opportunity yeah. to talk today. So now you guys know why I get along with Ray Glassman so well. Uh, Ray, thanks again. This is the U Sports Show brought to you by Allstate Insurance on 1250 AM, The Fan.
Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.